Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a relationship story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Really helps out the channel, and I can never express that enough. And let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story does come with an update, and it's from Amy DSD, who says, My 28 female friend, 41 female, announced she is getting married next week. I have reason to believe she is lying. Wendy and I have been friends for several years. We used to live in the same city and see one another often. I knew she had a history of traumatic relationships and had hence decided not to date. But I also knew she had a pretty intense crush on a friend of a friend I had never met, James. When I moved to another state, we stayed in touch via phone calls. She told me that her feelings for James were becoming stronger despite the fact that they had no contact. Soon, she began telling me that they were in love but his ex-girlfriend was preventing them from being together. Because these conversations became so odd, I stopped the calls and stepped away from the friendship. This week, I visited my former city on an impromptu trip and met up with Wendy. She told me the exciting news that her and James were finally getting married after this ex had kept them apart so long. She showed me photos of a home he bought her, of horses he bought her, and of her in a wedding dress. She told me the name of the venue and invited me. Then she dropped the bombshell that James is apparently a millionaire. All of this seemed off to me and when I got home, my concerns mounted. Her house was not packed despite the fact she is supposedly moving imminently. Money seems tight for her. She is living in relative squalor. If she has a millionaire fiance, why isn't he helping her? I did some digging. I found the house she showed me on Zillow still for sale. I found the horses on a website for a local ranch that does tours. I called the venue and they told me that they are unbooked on the supposed wedding date. All the available evidence tells me she is not getting married. My gut tells me that her and James are not even in a relationship or have any contact. I don't know what to do next. Do I confront her? Do I warn James? Are these simply lies or are they delusions and the symptoms of a serious mental illness? How do I help her? Now, first thing jumped into my head is obviously, I think there may be some mental health concerns there, but I also did know someone who used to lie, not quite to this extent of making up relationships, but certainly with interactions with other people and will completely make up stuff about that person's character, like completely out there kind of stuff. Like one day told me this story about another person came into our office and was putting paper in the paper waste bin and ended up like head first with feet hanging out the top of the bin. And they was in absolute hysterics about this. And like, but it's just impossible. Well, not impossible, but very unlikely did happen. And they had some thing with people that I used to get on with really well and would make up lies about them. Like one of the sweetest people that I knew in that building, you know, had a complete character change from what my coworker was saying that she basically attacked him, attacked his character, was really aggressive and shouting at him all the time when I was out of earshot. But I didn't totally disbelieve 
my coworker because that would be unfair to do, but I did confront it in other ways. But it was just things like that that would happen. And that was just a brief example. There's worse examples than that, but I really don't have any advice on what you could actually do in this situation. I mean, there's so many questions with this. Is James even real? If James is real, is he stringing this person along? Is it all lies? Is it possibly mental illness? Is it a combination? Who knows? But we're gonna cover some of the comments first and then we're gonna move on to the update. So Animati says, my sister tells fantastic lies kind of like this. She's never invented a millionaire fiance, but she has a whole story about how at age 14, she leapt into a flooded river to try and rescue a drowning kayaker. And another story about how she was doing sound for a famous band in the middle of the show, the lead singer stopped the show to talk about how beautiful she was. I guess what I'm saying is that based on my experience with this kind of thing, the person telling the lies is not exactly delusional, but more driven by a pathological need to impress other people and to portray their self and their life as better, the best, just so amazing. I suspect your friend is having a fairly bad time and really, really does not want to admit that she's single and poor. Of course, I may be wrong and James may end up locked in her basement. Oh dear. Code says, please do an update. I'm so intrigued about this. I used to date a guy who literally made up everything about himself and I found out at the end that he was a wanted felon. Can you guess who I am says, if you've never met him, he almost assuredly doesn't exist. Your friend is either having some kind of mental health episode or is a pathological liar. You should probably make a small effort to find out which. Lane named Dame says, if I had to guess, James will die in a tragic accident shortly before or after the wedding. That's just based on my experience with this sort of person anyway. If you know any of her family, I would ask them about the wedding and then pass along the knowledge that she is unwell. I personally wouldn't bother confronting her though. Pathological lies, which is probably all that's going on here, will just double down or, or come up with excuses. There's really no getting through to people who are that good at lying to themselves. Hopefully there's not something even crazier than that going on here. And one more from Nutsov who says, I'm not sure how you would even go about this, but my grandmother went through the same thing when she was in a manic episode, bipolar. She created this whole fantasy where her and my grandpa divorced. Paul was going to whisk her away on a private helicopter to their new life. She packed her things and waited in the driveway for him to never come. She went back inside. Oh, he'll be here tomorrow. I don't know your friend, but as I was reading, all I could think about was my grandmother. If this is the case, try to visit with her on or around the day. Don't feed the delusion. Just ask questions to help them see the delusion. Can I see your wedding dress? Day of. Why haven't you packed yet? Good luck, OP. Now, we're going to move on to that update to see what happened next. So, after reading all the responses here, I became increasingly more concerned. A background piece not included in my original post is that all the players in this scenario are connected by a recovery community. Because of this connection, I knew the ex, Ashley, some years ago and we were still on one another's social media. I decided to reach out and ask about James. That evening, Ashley called me and we then conferenced in James. As it turns out, he is married to another woman and they have a child. He and Ashley never dated and aren't even really friends. They simply used to chat at a large meeting that was also attended by my friend, Wendy. They believe that she saw them speak in there and created a delusion that they had dated and Ashley was now poisoning James against Wendy. All the while, he was married to another woman. Over the course of the last two years, Wendy has approached James at multiple meetings with declarations of love. He reiterated to her each time that he was married and stopped attending that meeting to avoid her. 
but oddly, she ended up at his meetings again and again. She approached his sponsor and friends telling them that they were in love. She also approached Ashley, threatening her with a restraining order because she believed Ashley was conspiring against James and her as a couple because they were together now. The second time she approached her six months ago, Ashley called the police and made a report. Until our conference call, Ashley and James didn't realize how they were connected and they didn't know the extent of the delusions. When I told them about the marriage date, they were very concerned. James called the police. I called the emergency mental health line looking for help, but their only suggestion was to call the police and, and ask for a welfare check on Wendy, which I did. Knowing that she has no connection to James and is living in a complete delusion made me so concerned for her. Once the wedding date came and she didn't get married, what would happen? How would she mentally process that? I was given a reference number and when I called back, was told they made contact but did not intake her since she didn't appear dangerous. Since the check, she has ignored my calls. The wedding date came and passed and I heard nothing. At this time, I feel like I lost a friend, but she was already gone in these delusions and I did what I could to help. Going forward, I hope to get updates from other people in the community that she is doing better and hopefully abandons these delusions. A couple of additional comments from OP. He, James, said that he asked the police about it and they said since they haven't interacted in six months, last time she showed up at one of his meetings and she never threatened him, he can't get one. There was one more like mini update comment that came from OP four months later and they said, the update is good and bad. She ended up becoming homeless and losing all her things. At that rock bottom, her family took her in under the condition she get help. She just started medication and we spoke recently. She's still foggy and not really too in touch with reality, but she is sounding much more like her old self. I'm hopeful. And it's always sad when someone has to hit the very bottom before they, before they start making some progress. But I am glad they are making that progress and you know, they're, they're starting to get a bit of them, their old selves back. I find that absolutely terrifying that, you know, you get to a point where you, you can't tell the difference between reality and what's going on in your mind. An incredibly sad story, but at the very end, a little bit of hope there. And I really do wish them the best. But what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And we're going to move on to another story. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And this from Why Is This Happening? Who says, I female 40 made a mistake. Is my husband male 40 overreacting? This will be long. 
I only recently started to realize that these cycles of love and hate characterize our marriage. There is no tension building phase. Our arguments usually erupt from thin air. I would say that my husband starts all these arguments, but he would of course disagree. Our cycles are super long, like six to 12 months. Otherwise we live a happy life. All my guards are down when suddenly, bang, an emotional roller coaster. My husband never hurt me physically, nor I hurt him. We are together for 11 years and we have two children. Our relationship is characterized by long periods of stability interrupted by sudden, fierce arguments. I always thought that it takes two to argue and that if I refuse to argue, the argument will go away. But then I always end up defending myself. If I don't, then I risk of admitting to whatever the accusation is. One example for many. This happened many years ago, but I still remember it because it characterizes my husband's relationship with reality. On a Sunday walk, I've suggested we call some of our friends and my husband erupted that I spent all my free time with my friends and don't spend any time with him. I was taken aback and tried to protest, but to no avail. After a week of the silent treatment, I sat down with the email and calendar and I was able to backtrack our schedules for the last 28 days. Day by day, it turned out for the last 28 days I have been either with him, sick or at work, and I spent zero evenings with friends or anyone else. His reaction, so what? You always and you never are my husband's favorite words. His other favorite technique is to claim that something I said during an argument is actually the reason that started the argument in the first place. Casuality or facts are not important for my husband. Our last argument started one week ago but I need to provide some background first. We became friends with Bob and Alice two years ago. They are much younger, vegan, idealistic, usually broke, unemployed, carefree, and Alice is always stoned. My husband didn't really like Bob, but I liked to get stoned with Alice. Maybe I felt younger with her. Now, according to my husband, I am a great parent and I work my ass off in a high paying office job. I am the breadwinner. What I'm trying to say is that I am no loser even though I smoke weed. Long story short, last fall Bob left Alice because she was acting batshit crazy and was stoned all the time. Although she was the one with a job while Bob was studying. And suddenly Bob and my husband become best buddies and me getting stoned with Alice became a problem. There was a long and painful fight. I found out that Bob was trying to get back at Alice by sabotaging our marriage. He told my husband everything discriminating he knew about me from Alice, which amounted to nothing, i.e. once we joked about fucking some guy or something, but they still managed to paint me a total loser, junkie, hobo, pothead, and whatnot. Yes, I read his phone. Again, I worked my whole life and made a career. I was very angry that my husband said these hurtful things about me. He maintained that he didn't mean it and that I am overreacting. In the end, Bob moved away and I promised to cut all contact with Alice. It is true that I was smoking weed too much, two to three times a week, and Alice was really a very irresponsible person. Things went slowly back to normal. Fast forward to one week ago. I haven't talked with Alice since and I smoked weed maybe once in two weeks. My mum's breast cancer spiraled out of control and she is in the terminal phase, confined in a hospice. She is in a neighboring country, so because of the coronavirus, I cannot travel to see her. She cannot speak anymore. I will never see her again and I will probably not even be able to come to her funeral. It was evening. I had a large glass of wine and I could kill for a joint. I don't know many stoners and no dealers. 
I called Alice. Her phone was off. I had more wine and forgot about it. Later that evening, my husband was looking for his phone. He used mine to ring him and he saw that I called Alice. All hell broke loose. I am a lying liar. I am doing this behind his back. He categorically refuses to have Alice back in our lives. I was totally unable to say anything, to defend myself. Apparently this was a mistake, as he told me later because it meant that I didn't care about what I did. So my husband continued, if I call Alice, he can call Bob. If I call Alice, he can call Eva G. Side note, my husband cheated on me with Eva G. Apparently several times, when our first baby was one years old. I found out five years later that our relationship was in a good phase. We had a second baby and, and I decided not to confront him. I forgave him. My husband is very jealous. Two years later, he was hysterically jealous of our common friend, threatened to destroy his marriage and started another long and painful argument. I told him I know about him and Eva G to shut him up. He properly apologized and I forgave him again. Now he threw in my face because I called Alice. Nevertheless, I didn't have the mental energy for another long argument. He was giving me the silent treatment, but I wouldn't let him. I wanted to talk. I explained that I only called Alice because I wanted some weed. He told me that I am a lying liar and we didn't get anywhere. Three days of silent treatment later, I urged him to talk. I said I made a mistake. I broke my word. I apologized. He said that I should have admitted it immediately, not now, and that because I lied to him, by which he means that I broke my word, he cannot trust me anymore. My mum is dying somewhere and we are quarantined, working from home and pretending that everything is normal in front of our two kids who are at home as well. Three more days of depression and silent treatment. I urged him to talk again. We argue uselessly. Then I told him that he didn't even ask about my dying mum for six days and, and doesn't consider how I feel. His dad died when he was 12 and it traumatized him for life. He suddenly realized that he should have maybe cut me some slack. Now he wants to be here for me. He kind of apologized and is now calling all his friends to get some weed for me, like flowers for a beaten wife. I'm totally mentally depleted, unable to work, eat, sleep, like always when we argue. And then there was a little edit attached to this one which said, hi Reddit, my mum just passed away. I'm still quarantined one state away. Thank you for your support. Please stay at home. So firstly, I've got to start off with, I'm extremely sorry for your loss, OP. If you ever do get to hear this, being separated from a loved one and not being able to get to them whilst they're going through that, I, whilst to not quite that extent, I've been through similar and I can, I can only empathize with you. I'm extremely sorry. But N Dave T says, so the crux of the issue here is that your husband is a shitbag. To which a cynic says, Jesus, I'm exhausted just reading this. In summary, your husband is a controlling douchebag with either a tenuous grasp on reality or simply a champion gaslighter. You can certainly try therapy, but A, your husband doesn't sound like the type that would go, and B, I can totally see him using it to manipulate or weigh you down further. I don't really have any advice if you want to stay married to him. He doesn't even seem willing to take responsibility for his behavior, much less fix it. And Wasted Land Mama says, Hey there, friend, you're caught in a cycle of abuse. It goes, he punches you down emotionally until you roll over. Then you're rewarded for rolling over. Then when you show signs of not being obedient little robot, he punches you down again. There may be long plateaus of everything's good, but the cycle is what it is. What he said when he was venting with Bob, that was the truth. He disrespected you, your marriage, and your child when he cheated. 
He continues to use you as an emotional punching bag, even now when you're already in extreme distress about your mother. And I am truly sorry you're going through that at this most inopportune time. He's a terrible person, honey. Objectively speaking, and don't try to think he's a good father even, because a quality daddy doesn't treat the mother of his children like this. My advice would be to seek individual counseling. You'll need it for other issues anyway. Get your ducks in a row and visit a divorce attorney. Tell them the unvarnished truth and see what they say. You deserve someone who treats you kindly all the time, not just when they feel like it. Good luck. And now we're gonna move straight onto the update to find out what happened next. After my mum passed away, things were very difficult for me emotionally. My husband apologized several times. He tried to undo what he did and be there for me. He promised to change his behavior and go to couples therapy of my choice. I believed he really honestly wanted to change. I did not have the emotional capacity for a breakup or divorce and I forgave him. He agreed that he cannot prohibit me to see anyone, meaning Alice, but he asked me to keep the weed and other malicious activities to a minimum. I showed him the original Reddit post and he says, my description did not paint a fair picture of Alice's bad traits. So for the record, Alice crashed at our place for free for several months, helping with little stuff like cooking and but ultimately just eating our food. I started to smoke weed regularly again with Alice after a four week break. I tried my first and only dose of LSD with Alice last summer. Alice would have all kinds of overambitious entrepreneurial ideas that would always end up in a cloud of weed smoke. She was a victim of a property rent scam, tattoos, piercings, empty promises, debts, Antifa, vegan. I am sure you know someone like her. I am 40, responsible, 24 seven mum, overworked in the office and happy to occasionally relax with this carefree fool. I am not perfect, but my family and kids are before everything. Then there was Alice's best buddy, Carol. She grew up without parents, was locked up for a non-violent crime at 18, smokes a lot of weed, juggles two jobs and is trying to get her life together. I saw Carol on several occasions, four times, while hanging out with Alice. She told me she was surprised that I do not judge her because of her past. I do not, but according to my husband, Carol is a convicted criminal, bad influence, a threat to our family, and general evidence of Alice's negative influence on me. Fast forward to last Sunday. In the end, we didn't go to couples therapy because of the quarantine. I would smoke weed only when the occasion arises, in total two times since March. Everything was great and I have to say our family survived the quarantine. Work from home and school from home exceptionally well. On Sunday morning, my husband was hungover. He came home in the wee hours after a night in the downtown with his friends. He boasted that the other guys, one is getting divorced, the other is single, said that I am the best of all wives. I felt great. While he was out all night, I had our kid's friend in for a sleepover. I let my husband sleep in the afternoon and after taking care of the house and kids, I felt exhausted and arranged to meet a friend downtown for a drink. But she cancelled on me while I was already on my way there. Kids, and I ended up alone in a cafe. I tried my contacts to no avail. Instead of going home, I decided to call Alice and we met for the first time since she split with Bob, 10 months ago. We catch up on everything and smoke the joint. She is holding the same job since we last met and is generally doing fine. She jokingly asked me if my husband knows that I'm with her. I said that he does not, but we agreed that I'm allowed to see her if I want. I came home three hours later. My husband asked, how is Judy? I told him Judy could not come and I saw Alice instead. His face froze. He stared at me and started to shake. We exchanged some words that I do not remember. I asked him, what the hell is this? He said he loves me and wishes to go to bed now. 
Although he did not raise his voice nor cause the scene, I felt totally betrayed and furious. We began to text. I told him I'm disappointed with his reaction. He replied with, I did not ban you from seeing Alice, nor am I going to. I had to leave the room because my stomach started to spasm and my heart to pound. I hope you would understand she will only drag you down. And contained with, I am worried that things will go back to where they were. My opinion of her will not change. She is a threat. I'm sad and disappointed with you. You are angry only because I have a different opinion. Then his reality distortion field kicked in. Why do you surround yourself with people that are bad for you? Why do you need Alice in your life? I'm just afraid that things will go back to what they were when Alice crashed at our place. I'm sad when you feel the need to have a loser like Alice always around you. Honestly, I feel that I am going crazy. I have not seen Alice in 10 months. I have not contacted her since March. You know why. How do I surround myself with bad people? I am a 24-7 mum, breadwinner, we split the chores, I only have a few friends and I don't spend fortune on shoes. I don't gamble, I don't do fucking drugs, I don't cheat. My fucking hobbies are gardening and crafts. Now this argument is going on for the last three days. My husband refuses to pedal back from statements such as I need Alice around me. Instead, he wants me to promise him that I will not start to smoke weed and see Alice every day as if that was some real threat or topic of the day. I really want him to take back the I'm surrounding myself with bad people argument as I have not seen Alice and Carol, the criminal, in 10 months and I surround myself with family for like 99.999% of the time. As usual, he pulled the divorce card because in his words, he cannot tolerate things going back to when I hang out with Alice and smoke weed every day, which I never did. My question to you, my husband insists that he did not start a fight and simply excused himself, even told me I love you when he felt physically ill from my action, meeting Alice, and I am the one who does not tolerate a different option and escalated the situation. Is he right? P.S. Today my boy asked me to find something for him on the internet. My husband was logged in as email on our family computer and there was a flashing chat message from Eva. Hi honey, hope you are well. I found this old photo of you with my husband's photo from when he cheated with her. Now, he denies that he contacted her and swears to the life of his mother that he blocked her a long time ago and it is a freaking accident that she just messaged him like that out of the blue. Make up your own mind because I really don't know anything anymore. Now, I'm going to turn this one straight to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. I'm exhausted reading it, to be quite honest. <laughs> and just a huge thank you for spending 20 to 30 minutes with me today. Getting involved in the channel, your love, support, and time means the absolute world. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Then along came a time when you crushed my dreams. Oh yeah, you played me like a fool when you made me believe that the line between love wasn't thick enough to read. Oh yeah, you see we in the spare crime everywhere. You're selling false hope cause you just don't care. Nah, uh, you just don't care. Nah, 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 you just don't. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.